Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is November 11th. Today we're going to continue in this week's Come Follow Me block by taking a look at section 131. Now in this section, Joseph Smith is going to talk about celestial marriage. Starting in verse 1, it says, And in the celestial glory, there are three heavens or degrees. And in order to obtain the highest, a man must enter into this order of the priesthood, meaning the new and everlasting covenant of marriage. And if he does not, he cannot obtain it. He may enter into the other, but that is the end of his kingdom. He cannot have an increase. So essentially, Joseph Smith is teaching that in the celestial kingdom, there are three distinct glories. And to obtain the highest, which oftentimes we call exaltation or eternal life, we have to enter into the covenant of marriage being sealed in the holy temples. Now, before I go any further, I want to talk about the nature of God. It's interesting. We have a tendency to look at God and think, okay, God is a God of justice, right? He has these hard and these set rules and we have to obey those rules. We have to live by those rules or else we're going to be cut off. But then we have a tendency to look at the Savior and say, yeah, but he's the God of mercy. And it's only because of his mercy that we can make it past the big bad father, right? But that's not the case. Yes, God is a God of justice. Yes, he has laws. But it's because he's also a God of mercy that he provided us with the Savior. And so here, God is giving us this law. He's saying in order to receive exaltation, in order to receive eternal life, you need to be sealed in the temple. You need to obtain that covenant there. And sometimes we just read these verses and it ends there and we think, wow, if we don't get that, if we don't have the opportunity to be married, or if you belong to the LGBTQ community and are choosing to stay true to your covenants and by so doing haven't received this blessing of temple marriage, it's easy to think that's it. I have no hope. I can't obtain eternal life. I can't obtain exaltation. But let's not forget the other side of our Father in heaven, which is the side of mercy. Let's not forget that our Father in heaven has a perfect plan for all of his children, those who are married in this life and those who are not. The prophets and the apostles have taught us that The atonement of Jesus Christ can make up for all of our losses a hundredfold. And so God has a plan for those who have not obtained this covenant in this lifetime. Now, that being said, I understand that sometimes those promises of the eventually, those promises for the next life, don't always make this life easier. They don't always take away from the loneliness in this life, the hard times of this life, the pleadings of this life. The promises of the next life don't get rid of our desire for that promise in this life. But my friends, I testify that although the promises might be far away, the immediate goodness of God to bless and strengthen and uplift us is available in this life. And that when we feel down, when we feel forsaken, when we feel alone, our Savior is there to lift us up. His atonement can make up for all our losses in the next life, yes, but it can make up for all of our grief in this life as well. So with that said, and with the understanding that I am not trying to rub salt in any wounds here, I wanted to play a portion of a talk by President Nelson when he was Elder Nelson called Celestial Marriage. He says this, 
The subject of marriage is debated across the world, where various arrangements exist for conjugal living. My purpose in speaking out on this topic is to declare as an apostle of the Lord that marriage between a man and a woman is sacred. It is ordained of God. I also assert the virtue of a temple marriage. It is the highest and most enduring type of marriage that our Creator can offer to His children. While salvation is an individual matter, exaltation is a family matter. Only those who are married in the temple and whose marriage is sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise will continue as spouses after death and receive the highest degree of celestial glory or exaltation. A temple marriage is also called a celestial marriage. Within the celestial glory are three levels. To obtain the highest, a husband and wife must be sealed for time and all eternity and keep their covenants made in the holy temple. The noblest yearning of the human heart is for a marriage that can endure beyond death. Fidelity to a temple marriage does that. It allows families to be together forever. This goal is glorious. All Church activities, advancements, quorums, and classes are means to the end of an exalted family. Our Heavenly Father declared, This is my work and my glory to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. The Atonement of His beloved Son enabled both of these objectives to be realized. Because of the Atonement, immortality, or resurrection from the dead, became a reality for all. And because of the Atonement, eternal life, which is living forever in God's presence, the greatest of all the gifts of God, became a possibility. To qualify for eternal life, we must make an eternal and everlasting covenant with our Heavenly Father. This means that a temple marriage is not only between husband and wife. It embraces a partnership with God. One strong sentence of Scripture clearly distinguishes between a hopeful wish and eternal truth. Quote, all covenants, contracts, obligations, oaths, vows, or expectations that are not made and entered into and sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise of Him who is anointed both as well for time and for all eternity are of no efficacy, virtue, or force in and after the resurrection from the dead. For all contracts that are not made unto this end have an end when men are dead. Close quotation. These truths are absolute. Members of this Church invite all people to learn them and to qualify for eternal life. We invite all to gain faith in God the Father and in His Son Jesus Christ, to repent, to receive the Holy Ghost, to obtain the blessings of the temple, to make and keep sacred covenants, and to endure to the end mercifully. God's great plan of happiness and its eternal blessings can be extended to those who did not have the opportunity to hear the gospel in mortality. Temple ordinances can be done vicariously for them. 
But what of the many mature members of the Church who are not married? Through no failing of their own, they deal with the trials of life alone. Be we all reminded that in the Lord's own way and time, no blessings will be withheld from His faithful saints. The Lord will judge and reward each individual according to heartfelt desire as well as deed. Meanwhile, mortal misunderstandings can make mischief in a marriage. In fact, each marriage starts with two built-in handicaps. It involves two imperfect people. Happiness can come to them only through their earnest effort. Just as harmony comes from an orchestra only when its members make a concerted effort, so harmony in marriage also requires a concerted effort. That effort will succeed if each partner will minimize personal demands and maximize actions of loving selflessness. Harmony in marriage comes only when one esteems the welfare of his or her spouse among the highest of priorities. When that really happens, a celestial marriage becomes a reality, bringing great joy in this life and in the life to come. My friends, I testify that our Father in Heaven has given us the blessing of celestial marriage, given us the blessing to seal in heaven what is sealed on earth so that we can obtain not just celestial marriage, but celestial power. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.